0: NO OTHER BOOK HAS SO PROFOUNDLY IMPACTED SO MANY LIVES
1: AS THE BIBLE. WELCOME TO SIMPLY THE BIBLE, THE THROUGH TO BIBLE TEACHING PROGRAM OF PASTOR Daryl ZACHMAN OF CALVARY CHAPEL, TREASURE VALLEY. TODAY WE SEE WHERE SOLOMON BLESSES THE PEOPLE AND EXHORTS THEM TO REMAIN LOYAL TO THE LORD. THEN HE SACRIFICES MANY PEACE OFFERINGS AND HOLDS A GREAT FEAST. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 8 on Simply the Bible.
0: Solomon's temple was completed. He had just prayed a powerful prayer of dedication. What would happen next? We continue in 1 Kings 8.54. And so it was when Solomon had finished praying all this prayer and supplication to the Lord that he arose from before the altar of the Lord from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. Then he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice. This is the first account in scripture of a person kneeling to pray. While it is the posture of the heart that is most important in prayer, often when people are in awe of God's presence or overwhelmed by their need, they kneel in prayer or perhaps even to their faces. This is a posture of complete submission to and dependence upon Almighty God. Solomon went one more step in raising his hands, the universal act of surrender, Solomon's raised hands reminds us of the time Moses raised his hands on the hill while Israel fought the Amalekites in Exodus 17. After Solomon spent time praying to God, he blessed the people. And that is the natural order. When you've spent time in fellowship with God, then it affects how you treat others. If I've spent time with God and then bite and consume others then I need to go back and spend more time with God. Being in the presence of perfect love helps me love others, even the unlovely. My words are much kinder and more gracious after I've spent time meditating on God's word to me. Then Solomon said, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. There is not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us. You know, one of the most beautiful things that God offers to us is rest. Rest is related to peace. We cannot know spiritual rest until we first experience Peace with God. Isaiah forty eight twenty-two says there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. And Psalm 127 2, also written by Solomon, says God gives rest to his loved ones. Solomon probably had in mind the rest that God promised Israel in Deuteronomy twelve ten. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes your heave offerings of your hand, and all the choice offerings which you vow to the Lord, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God. No doubt Solomon saw the temple he had built as the fulfillment of this ancient prophecy. Solomon pointed out that not one word of all God's promises had failed. Indeed, God is always faithful to his word. We look back to the times when we were afraid and anxious and didn't know how God was going to work out the circumstances of our lives for good. But when has God ever failed us? I know that whenever I have trusted in him, he's never failed me. And his past faithfulness should give us confidence in trusting him for today's trouble. Lastly, Solomon said, may the Lord our God be with us. May he not leave us nor forsake us. God's enduring presence is perhaps the greatest promise we have. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told his disciples, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And we are comforted with these words from Hebrews thirteen five: Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Solomon continued, verse 58, that he may incline our hearts to himself, to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. Now, Solomon may have had Deuteronomy 5.29 in mind here. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Solomon's desire was first that their hearts would be inclined to God himself. And that's always the greatest need. If our hearts are inclined to God, then It will spare us much of the pain and misery in this world. Second, Solomon desired that they would walk in all his ways. Now, it's tragic that Solomon himself would turn away from the Lord and his ways in his later years if only he would have practiced to the end what he preached on this day. And may these words of mine, with which I have made supplication before the Lord, be near the Lord our God day and night, that he may maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day may require, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God, there is no other. This is the heart of everyone who prays to the Lord that God would hear our words and that they would be near and dear to his heart day and night. And we have every reason to believe that this is exactly how God treats the prayers of his children. We are told in the book of Revelation that the prayers of the saints are stored in golden bowls in heaven and they are offered with incense before the throne of God. Solomon also desired that the Lord would maintain his cause and the cause of his people, Israel. What is your cause? If you could have anything you wanted, what would you ask for? What is your reason for being? What gets you up in the morning? Is it a worthy cause? Worthy of your prayers and worthy of God's help? If we are in the will of God, then we have every right to pray that he would maintain our cause. And Solomon spoke of God maintaining their cause as each day would require. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble, but also God's grace to meet it. Finally, Solomon's desire was that this temple would be the means by which the nations of the earth would know that Yahweh is God and there is no other verse 61. Let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord, our God, to walk in his statutes and keep his commandments as at this day. Now, 2nd Chronicles 7 tells us that at this point when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the people of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. What a wonderful, marvelous thing Uh, This must have been to behold, and of course the people couldn't help but fall down before the Lord as they saw his presence filling the temple in response to Solomon's prayer of dedication and blessing of the people. Oh, that we might learn to pray so effectively, that we could pray down the fire of God in revival in ourselves, our churches, and our nation, how much we need this. Verse 62. Then the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifices before the Lord and Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offerings which he offered to the Lord, 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. On the same day, the king consecrated the middle of the court that was in the front of the house of the Lord For there he offered burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat of peace offerings, because the bronze altar that was before the Lord was too small to receive the burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings. So Solomon offers an enormous amount of peace offerings. And the peace offerings really were because the people had received forgiveness from God and it represented the peace that they had with God, it was a voluntary offering, also sometimes referred to as fellowship offerings, because in it they were having fellowship with the Lord. And the beautiful thing about the peace offerings is that a portion of them uh, would go to the people to eat. That They would burn the fat, but then the meat they could eat. And it was like having just a huge barbecue of 22,000 bulls, 120,000 sheep. And there were so many sacrifices that, uh, of course, the bronze altar at the temple was insufficient. So Solomon consecrated the middle of the court around the temple there in front of the house of the Lord uh, so that they could have more altars to make these peace offerings. At that time, Solomon held a feast and all Israel with him, a great assembly from the entrance of Hamath, to the brook of Egypt before the Lord our God seven days and seven more days, 14 days. On the eighth day he sent the people away and they blessed the king and went to their tents joyful and glad of heart for all the good that the Lord had done for his servant David and for Israel, his people. So this was the autumn feast, the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, It Lasted seven days, but then Solomon tagged on an additional seven days of feasting as everybody was rejoicing over the temple of the Lord and eating together. You know, we have church picnics. We have a great time. Love it. It's a joyful time. But uh, add to that just the, the joyful presence of the Lord. They had been in the Lord's presence. And you know, when you've been in the Lord's presence, worshiping God, There ought to be the natural joy of the Spirit as a result. Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I would just encourage us all to just spend time seeking the Lord, being in His presence feeding on the food of His Word, and rejoicing always.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com Or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that following the dedication of the temple, the Lord appears to Solomon a second time, promising blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.